What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Welcome to episode four of Life in Motion, where I chat with Bronson James about his trip to Bali. Not only did he capture some amazing content, but he also didn't think he'd make it out alive. Best part is, he only wants to travel more because of it. Give it a listen. What's up, guys? I've got Bronson James here, um, who's actually one of Illumin's brand ambassadors, uh, and he's done an awesome job creating some content for the brand, such as uh, videos and photos. Um, and he also just got back from a couple of big trips, um, one in Bali and the other in Italy, which I'm sure we'll hear more about. But kind of get things going. Um, Bronson, if you could tell us a little bit more about um, kind of who you are and, and what you're all about, that'd be awesome. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm a, pretty much a videographer full-time and uh, do photography too. And uh, I do a lot of like lifestyle and travel videos and pretty much try to film anything that's exciting people don't do every day. So how long have you been doing that for? Um, I've been doing YouTube for, I don't even know how long, probably like 10 years. But then uh, about a year ago, I was working as a loan officer at a bank and hated the boring office life. So I quit and just started doing videography full time. So it's been like a year now. So that's awesome. I'm loving it. Did you kind of, um, did you kind of just self teach yourself as far as, you know, how to, oh, yeah. how to work all that and just kind of late nights and all that fun stuff or. Yep. Lots of tutorials and trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn just about anything nowadays. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, what, um, so you've been doing that for a while. And so other than, I guess, um, than trying to find something else to do rather than the, the bank job. Um, what kind of led you down that path? I mean, what did you do? Were there anything like growing up? Uh, where'd you grow up at? In Ohio? Uh, yeah, I was born in Georgia okay. and then uh, moved to Ohio when I was pretty little, like four or five or something like that. So I've been here ever since. And we're like right where like, I think it's the biggest Amish community in the whole United States. So there's just nothing to do ever. So I'm like, well, I'll just start filming cool stuff and it's been keeping me busy. <laughs> so you just kind of, kind of made your own fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like when I first started doing YouTube, I had like videos go viral back then and I didn't realize they were even going viral. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like uploading stuff. My camera didn't even have audio on it and stuff. And <laughs> stuff was getting like hundreds of thousands of views and stuff. I didn't even realize how big of a deal it was. <laughs> That's but awesome. It's definitely piqued my interest ever since. Yeah, it seems like you got quite the, uh, I guess, variety on your YouTube page as far as um, a lot of oh, it yeah. <laughs> kind of goes in uh, adventure. There's like, what, some almost tutorial looking things in here with some cars. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I didn't, before I was just kind of like uploading anything I thought was fun. And now I'm getting a little bit more strategic about stuff and trying to keep it more of a similar theme every time. Nice. Nice. So, um, so besides that, I know you just got back from, um, well, like I said, a couple of different places, um, with, with Bali being one of them, but what, uh, what was that all about? What kind of, how'd you end up there and, um, how long were you there for? Well, like last, okay. So when I was working at the bank, like 
I was super bored and like wanted to make videos. So I'd sit and watch uh, Juke Squad, and they're like, they do pranks and all kinds of just like fun stuff. And they're out of Florida, and I would watch them like all day long. And then on last May, I went down to Florida for my birthday, and I actually ended up meeting up with him. And uh, he brought this friend, Dustin Smith, and we just like kind of hung out, went to like a club and stuff. And then uh, I was like, so like in December, uh, the Destin guy that he was with, part of this Duke squad group, sent me a message and he's like, hey, do you want to go to Indonesia and film some skimboarding videos for a month? And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> like I've never even left the country by myself. So I was like, okay, why not? So I ended up getting on a plane by myself and just went over there and met him. And uh, that was pretty much it. So so he was already over there? Uh, no, he actually lives in California. Okay. And he was like, yeah, I want to go over for a month and stuff. So I'm like, all right. So he flew on his own and then I flew uh -huh. on my own. And, yeah, and then I got there and uh, something happened with his plane where he got stuck in another country. And I was supposed to meet him up because he was like, yeah, I speak the language. I have a place for us to stay. <laughs> Someone's picking us up. And then he didn't show up. So... I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know the money. I can't speak the language. And so it was a little scary first night for sure. Oh, so, so the first night, so he was delayed a whole day. Yeah. Man. So did you, did you stay at the place that you guys had like spoke about staying or did you have to kind of find your own deal? Yeah. I had to find my own. It was like three, four in the morning or something like that. And it was raining and I'm carrying all my bags and trying to, figured out and I finally just paid somebody to take me somewhere and the guy ripped me off an insane amount but it was worth it to just get somewhere safe and then as soon as I get to my room there's a cockroach on the floor and it was sketchy oh man <laughs> that sounds like a uh, a good way to kind of get your feet wet for as far as uh, international traveling <laughs> yeah that was culture shock right out of the gate so so you get there um you you find this oh well, i guess you get ripped off from some some guy you find the spot and then and then what happened i guess the next day once uh was it dustin uh um, destin yeah dustin, when he when he got there what happened then uh so <clears throat> i had to wake up in the morning and i went back to the airport and i just sat there and waited on him for a while and then he had these people pick us up and it was like i don't know like a two-hour car ride at least and we went and stayed with these people in this village, like out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no, like, I don't know, just no running water, stuff like that. Like it is about as village as it can get. And uh, we just like both slept on this mattress on the floor. And, but they were super nice people for letting us stay with them and stuff. And I mean, they fed us and took care of us and stuff. So it was cool, but it was definitely not what I expected because on Instagram, you see Bali, like all these amazing resorts and stuff like that. And that's what I was expecting. And it went complete opposite direction of that for sure. Yeah. So, so did he, you said he knew these people beforehand or, or. Yeah. He had been there like two other times or something like that. And I think he just like became friends with these people and he set the whole thing up for them to pick us up and take us somewhere to stay. And that's awesome. So, so why you guys were there, um, I mean, were there any like really like set plans or was it more of just like wake up in the morning, hit the beach, skimboard, you know, 
take some videos and, and whatnot or, or things a little more structured or kind of what did that look like? Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I kept asking him every day. I'm like, so what's the plan? And every day he'd just be like, there is no plan. Just go with the flow. And so we would just like literally just decide to go anywhere we wanted and we'd get on these scooters and just drive around and I've never driven one before. And we're sitting on skim boards and we got all the camera equipment and everything. And I'm trying to drive these scooters in like the craziest busy street ever. And it was just, uh, it was a little scary for sure. Cause every time you get on one of those things, you about die. <laughs> do they, do they drive on the opposite side of the road out there? Yeah. They, yeah. They drive on the left side and then, but it's like, there's no traffic laws. So you could drive on the right side with cars coming at you if you wanted and people were doing it and it was just insane. Just kind of do whatever. Yeah. I, I, uh, last summer I went to the Dominican Republic and that was like, um, a little bit of a different experience, but yeah, the, the law, like the, they just don't care about the laws of the road. There are, there are yeah. laws of the road. It's crazy. It's like figure it out. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine being on, on a little moped around like vans and other like big cars rushing. Oh around. yeah. It's so sketchy. You, like you try to pass somebody and you're like, well, I might die here. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. So I'm going out. <laughs> um, so, so you did that. Are there any, um, I know you'd mentioned in um, in the the little mini interview we did on on the website with you some other things like uh, you know kind of maybe running in some other trouble that was a little unexpected. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit or oh yeah, crazy um, stories out there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we like I I looked up online before I went. Like that was the only research I did was can you drink the water. Oh, they're like, yeah, do not drink the water. You'll get like extremely sick. And so I went probably like, I don't know, a day at least might've been two days without water. And all the food there is just like the spiciest food you can ever imagine. <laughs> and eventually I was just like, Oh, I feel horrible. I'm going to have to drink water. So I got a cup of it and it had like dirt in it. And it was just like, little brown at the bottom and i'm like oh gosh and i just stared at it for a while and then was like you got to do it so i just chugged it and it was like within a half hour my stomach just hurt so bad and i ended up drinking the water the whole time i was there and then i had to go to the doctor when i came back actually and they said i had an infection in my stomach from it or something and uh oh, it's still like not back 100 percent yet but it's getting a little bit better and stuff that's and then, yeah. And then, uh, so we're like driving these scooters and we got on a slow ferry overnight and it was like four hours long or something. And, uh, everybody's sleeping on the floor and I'm like, I, I need some sleep. I haven't slept like at all. So I just paid one of the people that worked on the boat. Like, I don't even know. It's like 20 bucks or something to let me stay in their cot for the night <laughs> <laughs> I got to go in there and have some air conditioning and stuff. But uh we woke up on this island and then we had like a two hour drive on these scooters and uh I ended up going down the freeway and I like look over to my right and this guy just comes flying past me and it like scared me so I start going left a little bit and when I did there was a guy that came up on the left side of me and he had his mirror sticking out and it hit me right on the left arm. Oh man. And, we're going like, we had to be going like 60 miles an hour. And 
I like look in my mirror and I see his bike. He's got the wobbles going. I'm like, oh no, no. And then I turn around and that bike is just flipping through the air and he's just scraping on the ground. What? And, yeah. And I'm, I'm following Destin cause he knows where we're going. And I was like, I got to pull over. And he didn't even know what happened. He just kept going. And I got off and ran up to this guy and traffic has stopped. And they're like people picking this guy up and he is just completely covered in blood. And I was like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? And he couldn't answer me. And like nobody spoke English and people are shoving me. And then all of a sudden I hear Destin pull up and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, well, I did that. I didn't mean to. And he's like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, I can't leave this guy. And he's like, no, he's like, they'll like kill you over something like this. And he's like, especially being an American here. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm leaving. He's like, you can stay if you want. So we both just kind of took off. I felt horrible about it. And he was just like, it's like nothing you could do if you stayed there. Like he's like, you have to leave. But uh, yeah, that was wow. definitely when things got like a little bit more real and uh, definitely sketched me out and stuff. But uh, I think I'm assuming they took him to the hospital after that. I think he just had road rash pretty bad on his knees and stuff. Cause he had shorts on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was definitely like, I don't know, kind of made you realize like how quick things can go wrong. Yeah, that's, that's nuts from, from both angles, not only like the wreck itself, but then, you know, you being in a, in a foreign country and, you know, like luckily there are obviously other people around him to help him as well. But like what that would have, um, what that would have meant for you guys being Americans, that's, that's one thing you don't really think about, I guess. Um, yeah. When traveling like that. Yeah, I never expected anything like that to happen. So, like, I mean, I was having a great time, like, right before it happened, and then it just instant, like, bad day. Yeah. But, yeah, that was that was rough. And then uh, we got to the place we were staying at. We were staying in this place called Tasty Hasty Cafe. And, like, they let us stay up on their top floor, and they were, like, super nice. They fed us and stuff. And uh, then the next day, I was, like, kind of upset about what had happened and stuff so everybody else went off and did their own thing and i'm like well i'm just gonna go ahead and explore this town and stuff so i'm walking around like vlogging and getting some shots and stuff and then uh somebody's yelling my name or they're saying hey are you american and i'm like yeah and they're like well come over here And it was like a family that had this little hut and stuff so i went and sat down with them and Cause everybody said, you don't just like, you can't say no to anything that they say or they'll get offended by it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just went and sat down and this one girl spoke just a little bit of English and she just asked me questions about America and stuff. And, uh, she's like, have you had this Bali like juice before? And I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah, well here, I'll get it out. And it was like a big, huge water bottle and it was like orange liquid in it. And she starts pouring me glasses and stuff. And she had like one glass and she just kept pouring me more and more and we're talking. And then, I don't know, it was like a couple hours go by. We're still sitting there talking, pours me another glass. And then I think by the time we were done, we went through like two bottles of this thing. And then she's like, Hey, have you had a massage yet? Cause that's the thing to do in Bali is get massages. And I'm like, well, not yet. I want one though. And she's like, well, my sister's a masseuse. She'll give you one. So they had this table set up and I lay down on it and she's giving me a massage and there's a huge stack of speakers right in front of my head. 
and she turns it on. I'm thinking like it's gonna be like spa music, but she starts blaring System of a Down, <laughs> and I'm like, this is not relaxing, but cool. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, I fell asleep, and I woke back up, and uh, they're filming me, and they're, like they're not massaging me anymore, but they're all standing there with their cell phones filming me, and I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and uh, I sit up and I knew something was wrong like right away. And I'm like looking around and my vision's just on like 10 second delay. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me. And I was like, Oh, I bet it was in that. They put something in that drink. So I'm like trying to walk away and they're yelling at me, trying to keep me to stay and I'm pushing them away. And I just like took off and ran right across the street, walked into the ocean with all my clothes on and just threw up. And it's dumping rain on me. And I'm trying to figure out where I'm at and what's going on. And I made it back to where I was staying. And I just remember passing out on this dirty mattress. And I uh, woke up a little bit later and I felt better. And I'm like trying to get this water out of my ear. So I'm shaking my head. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I never put my head in the water. And I just sat still and I could hear this fluttering in my ear. And here a bug had crawled in and it was scratching my eardrum. And it was the worst thing ever. And I freaked out. And then I had to put water in my ear for like a half hour to get this thing to come out. And then uh, I look at my phone. My phone screen is completely shattered. And then I look in my back pocket because I had like a zipper pocket. And I reach in there and all my money's gone. And then that's when it hit me like, oh, they like drugged me or something and stole my money and stuff like that. And I asked the other guys that we were staying with I'm like what happened and they're like oh that stuff that's like notorious for messing you up it's like Bali moonshine and I was like well, I had like two bottles of it and they're like how did you not die and I was like oh my gosh I didn't know like I just thought it was like juice because it tastes like orange juice or something what so was it like an alcohol yeah it was super strong and you just couldn't taste the alcohol in it at all so I didn't even know it was in there and they never told me so it was like their plan the whole time. They just like got me drunk apparently and tried to steal my stuff. So it, that was super sketchy. So, but they didn't, I mean, besides like the cash, they didn't mess with any like your camera equipment or anything like that. No, I think I held on to that. I always hold on to it super tight anywhere I go. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they said apparently like I showed back up to where we were staying with this girl and she came in looking for my wallet. And I'm like, I don't remember being there at all. So it was super scary that that happened in another country. I was like, I'm afraid to go out anymore now. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. And then uh, the next day, uh, I don't what happened. We were hanging out at some, I don't know, it was like a market or something, like kind of like a gas station without the gas. And there's like people from like 10 different countries just sitting outside of it. And they're all just hanging out talking and stuff. And I had bought like sunscreen cause I got pretty burnt and it was like four in the morning. We get back to our room where we were staying and I was like, Oh, I forgot my sunscreen sitting there. So I get on my scooter and I start driving back and I go around a corner, hit some loose gravel and just completely went flying off of it. And I had flip-flops on, shorts, and I think I had the Illumin Collect shirt on, actually, the Adventure shirt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, like, this thing's going to get ripped. I need to take pictures of it. 
And I got up and my adrenaline was going so much. I just didn't even feel anything. I got up, drove down, got my stuff, come walking back into where we're staying. And I looked down and my foot is just covered in blood and there's blood running down my leg and arms and there's like rocks embedded in my hand. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And luckily I had my helmet on. Cause I remember my head smashed off the pavement. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. So I'm like trying to figure out like, how to clean myself up and I go and look and here I had taken like probably like a half inch chunk out of my big toe when I hit and it was just like it was hanging on still just by a little bit but like it wasn't just the skin it was like everything underneath and it hurts so bad and there's no doctors around so I'm like what am I gonna do so I just like wrapped it up and like I think I tied a sock around it try to hold it together and stuff and I just went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night, like in extreme pain and my foot hurt so bad. So I turned my flashlight on my phone and look at my foot and there was like little like fire ants down in the wound, like oh. fighting it. And I, it hurt so bad and, and I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I can't, and I get up and walk around like these need to come out right now. So I like grabbed my t-shirt, put it in my mouth and bit down and I had to use my fingernail and just scrape them out. And I thought I was going to pass out. It hurt so bad. And like all in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is rough. And then I think I tied like a t-shirt around my foot just to keep them out. And it was like two hours later, you wake up. Like every morning you wake up because they have those, the Muslims do their like chant things like over this intercom. And you wake up every morning at like four or five or I don't even know when it was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting any sleep or anything. I'm all beat up, but yeah, it was like all this happened within like three days. And I'm just like, I hate this place. I can't wait to go home. Dude. So <laughs> what, um, so you were there for like about a month or whatever. So like at what, what was the, like, were you halfway through with the trip when that happened or like a week? Uh, this is like first week, man, first week. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. You know? and I'm like, I've got three more weeks to go. How am I going to do this? <laughs> Holy cow. So, so then what did you, I mean, I guess you just kind of had to mend your own foot, I guess that whole time. Yeah. I, uh, went down, there was like a store, like they didn't have doctors, but they had like a, almost like a pharmacy where you could go in and buy stuff. So I went in and I'm like, give me antiseptic, give me band-aids. And I had that thing all wrapped up and like every time you pour the like peroxide on it, it just burns like crazy. <sighs> And I'd have to bite down on something every time because it was awful. And then uh, it was like a couple nights later, uh, we were in this, it was like a, some kind of like van bar or something or bus bar or something. They had like the whole bar was like a old Volkswagen bus. And it was really cool. Well, we were just in there hanging out and somebody stepped on my toe. Oh. And it just about dropped me. And I like looked down and I've got, there's like the gauze wrapped all around it and it's completely soaked in blood then. And I'm like, Oh, I need to go. This looks bad. And, uh, yeah, it was just like everywhere you went, like my foot just hurt. I couldn't walk. Like the flip flops went right across where the skin was gone and it just killed me. And then, uh, we actually left that Island to go back to Bali and we got off this slow ferry well we got on it and it was delayed like an hour so it was delayed an hour it's like a four-hour ride and then when we got there you all go down to the bottom of it 
and they have like vans and buses and cars and everything. And they're all running. And it was so cramped. Like we're holding our bags up above our head and we were in there for like an hour and it had to be like 120 degrees in there or something. It was so hot and all the fumes from the cars are running and here they couldn't get the gate down. So we're just stuck in there and uh, they finally let us out. We get on our bikes and we start going and uh, we get stopped by these cops at the gate and they made us get off and they're like asking where our driver's license is. And we're like, Oh shoot, we don't have international driver's licenses. We didn't even think about it. And we're like, Oh, well, we left them back home. And then uh, some guy from the Czech Republic pulls up behind us, same story. And they just let him go. And it was like, that's when we realized, okay, it's cause we're Americans. Like they're going to start giving us a hard time. And uh, so they took all our stuff, kind of like yelled at us, took us into this police station and sat us down with like the main guy. And he pretty much just went off on us and was yelling at us saying that he wants money. It was like he wanted a bribe to let us go, but he didn't want to physically take it out of our hand. And we couldn't figure out like, what do you want? Then we're like, we'll give you money. Just let us go. And he's like, well, I don't want to be involved with actually touching it. And we're like, well, I don't know what to do then. <laughs> yeah. And right. Yeah. There's like cultural or language barrier there where we could not figure out what he was wanting exactly. So eventually we're yelling at him and he's yelling at us and Destin's like going off on him. And he's like, say one more thing and I'll throw you guys both in prison right now. And we're like, we'll call the embassy, get them in here. And he's like, Nope. And we're like, you have to call the embassy. Like, you have to do that. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't have to do anything. He's like, they're not going to know. So that's when we're like, oh, like you always rely on the embassy. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. And it was just like super scary. And we were just so exhausted too. And then I'm like staring at this guy and like I had a cutoff on and I'm just like sitting there like tensed up and flexing. I'm just staring him down. I was wanted to hit him so bad. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, you're Braun. And we're, I'm like, what? Cause I gave him, we both gave fake names when he made us put our information down. Yeah. And he's like, you're Braun. I'm like, how do you know my name? And I, but I didn't say that. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, Braun, that means strong. And I'm like, oh yeah. He's <laughs> like, do you do Krav Maga? And I'm like, you bet I do. And he's like, okay, well I'll let you go then. What? And I'm just like, I have no idea what he's even talking about. I'm just lying. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And because of that, he's like, yeah, go ahead. So he was like, if I find you guys in here one, in my city one more time, I'm taking your bikes and all your stuff and you're going to jail. And he's like, you're not getting it back. So we just grabbed our stuff and took off. And it was such a close call. We got so lucky on that. So, so basically they just kind of roughed you up and you didn't have to pay anything. You just had to tell them that you did, um, whatever that thing was yeah. that. kind of like russian martial arts i'm like oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's crazy and the fact that they said are you brawn <laughs> i know i was that scared me so bad i'm like oh he knows i'm lying <laughs> man that would have freaked me out oh yeah man. that was bad and there's just cops just staring us down the whole time we're walking out like they were just not happy with us being there and oh. yeah it was bad <laughs> so so you get out of the um the cop station finally and then and then does it does does it go up from there are there more uh um yeah then we actually uh got on a plane and we flew to malaysia like the next day how far away is that um 
Or I guess I'm a plane not, ride. I think it was like two and a half or three hour plane ride or something like that. Okay. So it wasn't horrible, but then we got on it and uh, it was like the worst turbulence I've ever experienced. And the plane just felt super flimsy. And I'm like, looking at Destin, I'm like, man, what's up with this plane? He's like, oh yeah, this is the same airline. And I think the same route of that one flight that disappeared a couple of years ago. I'm oh. like, what? And he's like, yeah, Malaysia air. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I thought we were going to go down. Like usually turbulence doesn't bother me, but that was bad. I mean, like we were almost getting thrown around a little bit. Wow. It was, yeah. It was so sketchy. And, uh, yeah, we got there and it was, Malaysia was cool. It was almost like America a little bit, just like a big city. And, uh, we stayed with this guy and like, we got there, I don't know, it was like midnight or something like that. And he's like, well, you ready to go out? And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, let's go out and do something. And we're like, we're, we're tired. We're going to go to bed. And he's like, well, come on. So he took us out to these clubs and stuff. And we're out till like six or seven in the morning. I'm like, and it's a Monday. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck? How do you guys do this? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was a different experience but <laughs> just like their way of life i guess or is that yeah it's like all they do is party every day i don't know <laughs> it's nuts we were just exhausted and then we came back and he didn't really he just had a small apartment in this big like i don't know it was like a skyscraper apartment complex thing so i slept on the tile floor <laughs> and no pillow or blanket oh. and i'm like oh this sucks <laughs> And uh, I think I slept there for a couple of days and I probably slept like an hour or two a night. <laughs> but uh, so then after that, we uh, all ended up going to this other island where they were having some kind of like surf competition. And I think it was called like Tioman Island or something like that. And uh, we were there and it was like a nice hotel, like out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's just nothing but jungle all around. And then you have this nice hotel. And I was loving that. Cause I'm like, finally some like taste of America a little bit, like pillows and blankets. So I was like, yes. And uh, so we hung out at this surf place for a while. And then they're like, Hey, do you want to go up and see the waterfall in the jungle? And I'm like, not really. I feel horrible. Like I feel like I'm going to die right now. Like I'm, eating much and my stomach hurt like we'd go like a whole day without eating and stuff and i'm like well fine let's just go ahead and it was like i think it was like an hour and a half hike up a junk like a mountain in the jungle and it was like so thick and i'm my toe was broken and uh i'm wearing flip-flops and i had a book bag on and it was full of all my camera gear and then everybody else had like thrown some more stuff in there so that thing was like 50 60 pounds or something and uh we ended up climbing up like it was like a rock like straight up and somebody had thrown a rope up over a tree so you're like <laughs> going 90 degrees up this rock and i'm like in flip-flops with that book bag on and it was like i bet it was like 100 degrees that day and like the most humidity i've ever experienced and then uh we had to go through this like there was like a rock, but like a tunnel underneath it you had to go through. And it was so tiny. It was like, you had to crawl through it and it's all muddy. So we're like going through the mud, dragging that book bag. And then, uh, we look around for a while and we couldn't find the waterfall. So we just like sat there for a while and we found a stream. So 
we just sat in it and cooled off a little bit. And I was like, I've never sweat so much in my life. And I was like, somebody gets me some water. And here, nobody packed any food or water. Oh, man. I'm like, no, I haven't eaten or anything in like a day. And now we're up here doing this. And I just was like, I could tell like I was getting super weak. And then we start going back down the mountain and it's getting dark at this point. And going down, it was horrible because it was so steep and it was like rainy season there. So you would step in a spot and it would be mud and your foot would sink like a foot down into this mud. And then you'd slide down. Well, here there was like tree roots underneath that mud and it caught my foot and it ripped that right back open again. And it just like dropped me. Like I could not get up. And then somebody came back and helped me up a couple times and this happened like four or five times and I finally just laid there and I was in like so much pain and I was like that was like the only time in my life where I'm just like yeah you're gonna die like right now like I just did not get back up and I was just like accepting the fact and then somebody like kind of came over I gave myself a little like pep talk I'm like just go a little bit longer you can do this and finally made it out and I think we got back to the room and I just like collapsed and chugged a ton of water and stuff but that was super scary and like I hadn't really told my mom any of this stuff and I called her right after that and I was like hey I just needed to let you know <laughs> like I almost just died today but it's yeah, all I bet, good I bet that uh had her worrying a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I was like I can't tell her anything else that had happened <laughs> she would have been super upset but yeah it was it was crazy for sure I've never experienced anything like that that's nuts so so besides all that stuff i mean i i you know from the video and now it looks like you guys had a, a blast as far as that oh yeah yeah like after that i that was kind of weird because like when i was laying on that jungle like it was like a turning point almost where like i wasn't really worried i just felt like super calm and relaxed and then uh after that it was like my mindset kind of changed and i started like embracing it everything a little bit more and yeah. then I was loving it like every day. Like, I don't know, nothing really scared me or bothered me anymore. I was just like, this is a blast. It's yeah. Like, this is such a cool adventure. Well, I guess kind of at, at that point, especially, um, I don't know, experiencing all, all of just about everything you could think about all <laughs> within like a week's time span. I mean, you're almost yeah. prepared for anything at that point. I feel like. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I came back, I was like, literally like when i came back home i'm like there's nothing that can bother me like i just went through all this stuff and like like what problem's going to be worse here yeah yeah so just a completely new perspective that's a that's insane oh yeah like i still think about it every day like anytime like something like upsets me or something i'm like that's not a big deal <laughs> that's nuts yeah we uh we came back from malaysia and went back to bali and then we just kind of started staying in like villas and stuff like that and that's when like it was really nice i was finally just like relaxed like i spent like two days in this villa just sitting by a pool just like thinking about stuff and relaxing and then we really just started enjoying it a lot that's awesome so then um so then kind of after that trip was over you got back and kind of got a little uh i would say taste of reality it's not really a taste of reality come back from come back <laughs> to the states after that um more little humbling feeling i guess but then and then you shortly afterwards went to italy right yeah i that like inspired me so much to just like travel more and do all these adventures and stuff so 
I booked a flight because I had a friend that was working in the embassy in Italy. And she's like, yeah, come on over. You got a place to stay. I'll show you around. I'm like, all right. So I went over with another friend and we flew into Rome. And we just kind of like did all the Vatican tour and went to the Colosseum and all that stuff. And then we flew to France and just saw the Eiffel Tower and just pretty much did everything. And I just like filmed videos the whole time. and. It was just like an adventure for sure. Not, it was like a lot easier one though. I was gonna say, I bet it felt a little bit, a little bit different. No, uh, no hardships over there. No, not a single one. And I was like expecting something to happen, but I'm like, wow, this is how a, a vacation's supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Um, and then, because I, I know you were working on a video for that too, that will link up. I don't know if that will be ready by the time we get a, a blog post up or not, but we'll definitely tie oh. in those those two videos for um, uh, uh, for Bali and then the Europe trip. Yeah, um, I'm almost done with that one actually. Nice. Really excited to see that. Um, so I guess the, the question is, after that, I mean, after all of that, um, I don't know. I, I feel like experience. So and so, Bali was the first time out of the United States, right? Um, I mean, I'd been out of the States before, but not, that was the first time by myself. Okay. So I, I feel like for most people, um, that experience that you specifically had, I feel like they would, um, shy away from international travel or at least like by themselves, kind of like, you know, going through what you went through. What, why, um, why do you think that didn't really have that effect to you? And then, you know, like I said, a couple months later, you're like, okay, I'll just go over to Europe now uh that, that motivator for you I guess yeah I don't know like every time I tell people a story they're like oh I'm never going anywhere and I'm like no you have to like I don't know it's hard to explain it's just like when you go through something like that like you just like learn so many lessons about yourself you're like oh I, I can figure this out and I can like learn how to handle this and like once you start like embracing the struggle of everything it's almost like enjoyable. I think like, I don't know. I would like enjoy the problems and stuff and cause it makes everything like the perspective of everything else change. Yeah, definitely. And especially, you know, having a, a language barrier as well. Um, I think also helps like when it comes to problem, problem solving, especially if you're by yourself. And then of course, like I said, you got some extreme situations, um, oh, yeah. in, in your own deal. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. There's so many people who are kind of afraid and hear about all this crazy stuff that happens. Um, and then they, they just kind of get stuck. Um, so it's, it's cool to see that you had like the craziest experience for the first time and still are all about it and, and still going places. And um, which I guess kind of leads me to the next thing. Do you have any other um, trips or anything kind of in the, in the works for that or? Um, I mean, I, just got back from like Hilton Head in Georgia. Okay. Um, so I'll probably do a lot of like domestic stuff for a little bit, just kind of like weekend trips, just because I kind of do need to get like work done and stuff here a little bit. It's kind of <laughs> getting busy for me, but uh, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to go back to like another country or something. I'd love to go back to Bali like right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like I would go back in a heartbeat. That's awesome. Would you do anything different? Um, I mean, if I had to do that whole trip again, I would do it exactly the same just because like the lessons learned from it were super special to me, I think. But 
if I go back, I guess second time, I'm like, I'll definitely probably pay to stay in some nicer places. <laughs> get, get the more of the vacation vibe from it. Yeah, I think that'd be cool because I didn't really experience that too much. But it was cool though. Like you could stay in a private villa. Like we stayed on one on the beach. I had my own house and everything, like pool, and it's like nine dollars a night. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, kind of before we wrap things up. I mean, is there are there any? Uh, just kind of touched on it, but is there any like advice or anything that you could think of? to leave with somebody who's trying to travel and like for your, your case, I know you're trying to, um, and still doing the whole photography thing along with that. Um, do you have any like advice for anybody that's, that's trying to kind of follow that, that dream if they have like a similar passion or. Um, yeah, I would just say like, like you have all the fear of what could go wrong and stuff like that, but it's like, you're not going to know until you just go do it. And then once you do it, you'll realize, Oh, I can handle this. Like, I mean, there's obviously like situations that are people end up getting in trouble or something, but for the most part, like if you have common sense and like know what you're doing, then you'll be fine. You just have to be aware of your surroundings and stuff. But yeah, like it's, I would definitely go back and do everything all over again because it's such a cool experience to say you went into like another country and did this and like followed your passion that's awesome. So yeah, so not, not really worry about, um, what can go wrong, but what can go right. That old kind of saying almost. Yeah, exactly. The good definitely outweighed the bad on that trip. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, if where can, uh, where can people find you online? Do you have any other projects or anything that, uh, you know, people should check out or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I just started my online store called live more shop where I'm selling like Bali inspired like shirts and like anything for my trips and stuff. Like I'm using my own photos and putting them on these shirts or clocks or flip flops, stuff like that. And it's kind of just like tying them in with my videos. So you could watch the video and see like, Oh, that's where that was. And then you can have the shirt to say like, yep, I know like exactly what this was and stuff. And uh, then I have my YouTube. It's, you can look it up. It's Bronson James. And then my Instagram is Bronson James Allison. Awesome. Well, guys, check that out. Um, definitely, like I said, we'll link up some of the videos on to our website once we have this live. But um, check out his stuff. It's, he's got some awesome stuff over there. And uh, definitely excited to see um, see where you end up next. So follow him on Instagram as well. And thanks again, man, for, for taking the time um, to chat with yeah, thank us. Thank you. And uh, like I said, looking forward to see, see what you get into next. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.